0: All right. Welcome to the podcast today. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that makes my blood boil. Man, there's not much more. There's not much in marketing that makes me angrier or gets me more upset than the topic we're going to talk about today because it wastes so much time. It costs money. It decreases productivity. It makes the goods and services that we buy more expensive because it costs everybody more money. And I'll say, because of all of this it gives what we do a little bit of an advantage and don't get me wrong i don't think it's worth the the price we pay but let's get into it and talk about it i have a love hate relationship with marketing really i've got to do what all i want to do is farm welcome to the si farmer podcast if you want to market your farm farm farm-based business or craft food business directly to the consumer this is the place for you welcome to the show Bam. Spoofing. Phishing. Robo calls. Hi, I'm calling from the car warranty department. Man, does this make you mad? Good Lord, it makes me mad. I want to throw my phone across the field when I get one of those calls. Hi, your Google listing is out of date. Really? Ten calls a day to tell me that? You got to be kidding me. But the, you know, the real bad part of it is it costs a lot of money not to do it to deal with it you know it costs companies money because as an example one of the best uh, you know one of the best things uh, best examples is estimate rough estimate done by scholarly smart people who have taken the time to study this almost 50 percent of all emails sent globally is spam. I mean, that's crazy. I know I deal with a lot of email. I get about 1,200 emails a day on average. Some days more, some days less. And it is crazy because most of them, more than half, in my case, I've had the Same email address for several decades. More than half of my email is spam. And just a a quick story of how it cost, I mean, just almost cost me a fortune. Well, to me, a lot of money was I get all of these emails. And I mean, on any given day, I get, like I said, 1,000, 1,200, 1,500 emails in a day. And I've developed a pretty efficient way to sort through them and all this. But I had a client who sent me an email looking, needing something in an emergency. This was, they were, you know, they were dealing with a family tragedy and they needed something from me really, really quickly. And I'm always, I'm, I'm if you ever work with me, you know, man, you ask me for something, I, you know, I, I try to make that the the top priority, but. This person sent me an email asking for this, but they sent it from an email address that I had never seen before. Sent it from a personal email address, not from their typical work email address. I didn't see it. This person was desperate. Desperate, because I had, I you know, I was one of the only people that she knew that could solve the problem. And, man, I missed it. I missed it, because I had to deal with I have to deal with 1,200 others. I mean, if you spend, you know, two seconds dealing with each email that comes in, you get 1,000 emails, that's 2,000 seconds. Do the math on that. That's that's real minutes. Adds up to, you know, a lot of time every day. So, you know, it costs us money. And companies, when you imagine putting that over a company that has 1,000 employees, 2,000 employees, 50,000 employees costs money in productivity, in actual money, because you have to have smart people managing the IT infrastructure so that it all works. But it's crazy. And it costs us real money because it raises the cost of the goods we buy because the companies take, you know, I mean it doesn't take a rock scientist to figure out that companies don't like to lose money. That's usually a bad thing. I guess they don't farm. But companies like to lose, don't like to lose money. So what they do is they take all their costs in a year and divide that up by how much money they need to make, put their profit on top, and that's what the product costs. They don't give us much of a say in it. Think about companies, huge companies, um, you know, Coca Colas and the uh, the UPSs and the FedExs and the you know these companies that they they have costs, and this is one of their costs, and it's a significant one. You know, I think it's it's it 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 ties into uh, the, you know, kind of the overall topic today, which is, you know, I I call it marketing shouldn't be a four letter word, but it is. I mean, you know, the kind of words that, you know, when I was a kid, we get our mouth, you know, our mouth washed out with soap, for saying marketing has become that way because of all of the. The spams and the spoofing and the you know the robocalls. Jeez. In twenty twenty one, this is an interesting stat. Two hundred and twenty eight million robocalls were made every day. I mean, think about how that adds up. I mean that's I mean that's billions of robocalls a year. Every time you answer the phone cost you 30 seconds for the time you get it out of your pocket and you answer the phone and you do this. Man, that's 30 seconds. Well, imagine how much when you add that up over a day, over a year, how much time did that waste you that you could have done something else. Could have spent time with your family, could have been at a ball game, could have could have could have. And you know, it just is bad. It it makes makes what we do harder. You know, I think I think what's interesting when we look at the, the, the evil side of marketing, I'll call it the dark side of marketing, the sad thing is it works. You can say a lot of things about the people behind this type of marketing. You can say a lot of things about them. Stupid isn't one of them. Doesn't cost them much money to send out 10 million emails they get one-tenth of a percent return, they make money. And that's how these things work in the, you know, in that spam email. And you hear, you know, I see people saying that email still works and should be building a mailing list for your farm. And that's true. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's, it's true. But we have to understand when, why, how. To do it the right way so that we don't become part of this, you know, last thing we want to do is have people, you know, detest us and our business because we have become part of the, you know, we've gone to the dark side of marketing. Marketing is supposed to be. It's supposed to be. And the reason that I sort of gravitated to it from you know as my career started out I sort of gravitated to that is because it's supposed to be helping companies put the right product or service in front of the right people who need or want that service at the time and place that they need or want it that's marketing i mean it 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 has the power to help companies it has the power to help real people by doing a doing a job but when we get to the point that we are trying to, as, as a farm, when we're trying to market our farm and sell you know, whatever our product is, we have to cut through so much we, in, in the marketing terms. We call it clutter. I mean, when you think about how much media you consume in a day. You know, you watch a few YouTube videos, maybe you watch a little TV at night, maybe you catch a movie on the weekend, listen to the radio in the car, you're driving down the road and you're seeing billboards and you're seeing all this. Well, the overall impact of that is pretty simple. Our brains are wired to tune things out. Brains are hardwired to do that. Brains are hardwired to tune out the extraneous noise and focus on the things that we have to do. And we do it. We, we tune so much out. To give you an idea, this is an interesting stat, and I've, I've, I've read this stat many times, but uh, this one's interesting. So in the 1970s – this goes back uh, just a few years – but in the 1970s, on average – and this was a, a research study, and this is just sort of just think about this. We saw between 500 and 1,600 ads per day, and I think they they called it yeah ads per day. Now you think about what what that means. Not only is it a television ad, a radio ad, a billboard, but it's also branding messages on our shopping cart and branding messages when we walk down the grocery aisle or in the newspaper, when we'd read the newspaper or see a magazine, there's ads on every page, the classified ads. We're exposed to that many ads a day, and that was in the 1970s. And even then, we understood media had the power to influence us and and, and impact the way we think, especially as young kids, it had the had a, has a power. Well, now think what it must be like to be a kid today. Now here's the here's the stats. That was in 1970. Here we are in 2020. Well, we're in 2022 right now. But today, on average, four to ten thousand ads per day can you imagine the psychological impact on a on a child growing up in this it's tough it's tough it's tough to be a parent today it's tough to be a kid today we're our brains are hardwired to ignore things and the dark side of marketing they kind of they figure out how to cut through that clutter how do we make our ads our marketing stand out and this is important for farmers because we have to market our farms so we have to understand how to do this and and i'm going to just stick with me here because i'm going to i'm going to i'm going to quote one of my my dear old friends he'd say i'm going to step out of the out of the off, the off the page and into the margin for a second the way we market our farms is by its very nature by the way we go about it is going to set us apart. But stick with me to the end of this and we'll we'll kind of get to it. We'll jump back into the into the text here for a minute. But we we see so many ads, four to ten thousand ads a day, every single day. How do we cut through that? How do our brains, our brains are hardwired to cut through it? I mean, you mean spam email. Half of the email sent, 50% of all emails sent is spam. And you know, I don't know if you you know you follow phishing and spoofing and spam and all of this. You know, there's a component to the the dark side of marketing called social engineering. It's what it is. It's what it's called, and it works. I mean, let me tell you, let me tell you right now, if it didn't work and didn't make these the the. You know, the dark side of marketing money, they wouldn't do it. It works. And so you ask, what is social engineering? Well, I'll tell you just in a quick synopsis of it real quick. When you see an email, it's that thing that they say or do that causes you to take an action. Click a button. Click a link. Man. Man. That's social engineering. It's manipulating you, manipulating to, manipulating me to take an action. It's hard for an email to show up on your computer and do any damage. Computers are pretty smart these days. That email shows up in your computer. You, you, you just kind of leave it alone, delete it. No big deal. They can't get your information from that, you know. I mean, I'm sure someday they'll figure it out, but, you know. They, they it's hard to do that what they can do is ma- try to manipulate you to take an action click a button click a link give them information man when you do that they've learned and it's it can be a bad deal but that social engineering part of it is part of that manipulation they just cut through the clutter they just cut through that clutter and got us to do something and I'd like to sit here and tell you that I've never been—I've never been—you know—I'm smart enough to have never been. Man, they—they they got me one time years ago. It's it, that social engineering, and the bad part is it doesn't even have to be illegal. You'd think it would, but there's many cases where unethical, absolutely illegal. They can skirt the line in a lot of cases, but you know when we when we jump into. Talking about how this how this impacts us. I mean, think about your day when you're you're in your you know you're like me. I'm out driving a, a, a driving a swather or, or bailing. Man, I, I can't tell you the days I've been out there where I will get four robocalls a day, and by the time I get to answer the phone, and then I, I I I mean, normally now I just hang up on them, but still, 30 seconds. I have to push clutch in, slow down, or whatever I have to do. Man, it's reduced my productivity and it makes me mad. Because it makes the job that we're trying to do put the right products in front of the right people at the right time to help good people and good businesses stay successful. And, you know, I'm going to jump over here. I want to talk about, you know, I want to talk about why some of this is helps our business and and I know you're going to say oh my lord there's no way that this helps us well I again I like to flip the I like to flip the thought processes a lot I like to look at challenges in a different way I mean it just helps us solve problems and you know maybe it maybe I'm right maybe I'm wrong but at least we're looking at it in a different way so 4 to 10,000 ads a day we see how do we cut through that I think as a country as people, we have become cynical and skeptical to marketing, which we should. Absolutely. I mean, when you, when you have to deal with the dark side every day, all day, every day, I mean, four to 10,000 ads a day, geez, that's a lot. We've become cynical and skeptical. We have become reticent to connect. But when we find – when people, consumers, me, you, when we find something real that we can connect with, real people, real businesses, man, we, we, we stay loyal because we crave that connection, that loyalty. And it's real, and it can be a wonderful experience um, in, in, our main, in our other business. We don't market ourselves at all never have spent a dime on an advertisement. I mean, sponsor some stuff around here, or sponsor some things every once in a while to help some community organizations out from time to time, but we don't market ourselves, not at all. And I say that we, the only marketing I have ever done is shaking somebody's hand and talking and trying to answer real questions and solve real problems. That's That's all I've ever done. Never have I you know advertised this business, and it's been fairly successful. but the point is it's such a rare thing to have that real personal connection that you can pick up the phone and call me. You can't pick up the phone and call Mr. Google or you know mr coca-cola and and I don't want to say there's bad companies that's not my point it's the as a, as you get to the point that you are so big you lose the ability to connect on a personal level. So, you know, by by maintaining that personal connection, by making sure that, you know, we we brand our farm so we have a consistent presentation that we have good logos and we have the good you know, we have a consistency of presentation to our customers, we're able to create a real relationship. Man, what's better than that? Now you're not marketing, you're helping you know, you did a little bit of marketing to get a customer. Once you get that customer, every interaction you have with that customer from the day you meet them until the day they stop working with you, the day they stop buying from you, is, man, that's that's marketing. And that's the real deal, building relationships, because that person is loyal not to a business, not to a food group. They're loyal because you have done something right you know i always talk about under promising and over delivering i talk about you know strategies to use asking you know my if you heard the last podcast or two my super secret question that i asked that has been successful for me for years and i mean this 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 question actually makes the world a better place which is how can i help Man, I ask that question all the time, and it's, man, it, it's great. I mean, I ask family, friends, coworkers, customers, no customers, other people. You know, man, it's just it's a good thing. But going back to cutting through the clutter, the best way in the world to cut through the clutter is, is to build real relationships. And utilizing some technology helps because – the the reality is if we have 10 customers we can probably handle that and deal with them every day and talk to them and maintain those lines of communication and all of all of those things when we have 10,000 customers it's difficult but we can utilize some technology we can utilize some things to maintain that relationship and that personal experience that when a customer has a problem, they know they can pick up the phone or they can send an email and they're going to get an answer from somebody who cares. And that is how we build and we fight back against the dark side of marketing. We build real. Now, there are strategies to do this and don't get me wrong. It takes some planning. It takes some a little bit, you know. We, we we probably have to use some technology if we're going to grow our farms to any size. We have to kind of embrace some technology. We have to understand things like um, Google reviews, Facebook reviews, Yelp. I mean, for I mean, all of the all of these. There are hundreds. I mean, we we will have a whole topic one day on on digital presence for farms, but reviews are the ways customers voice their their joy and their dissatisfaction both. And what we would we want them to voice their joys, but if they have a problem, call us because we want them to believe. And we want them to believe because it should be real. We we want to serve our customers. So when they have a problem, we take care of it. Hey right? it's a pretty simple thing, man. Somebody has a, a problem, help them out. If you made a mistake, business owners Farmers, we make mistakes. We do. It happens. But when we do, make it right. Take care of the person. Man, you turned to a, a negative where you, you, you made a mistake. Maybe you, you put the, if you're a CSA, you put the, the wrong order in a, in a bucket and somebody got mad about it. Man, here's another word that, that works. But only if you really mean it and you do something to fix it. I'm sorry. I really am. I'm sorry. Here's what I'm going to do to fix it. I'm going to give you another uh, – an extra box this week, and then uh, when we have our, our next thing, I'm going to take care of you because I really appreciate your business, and I I, I am sorry about the, the mix-up. You know, good luck and God bless. Thank you. Right? Sincerity. Man. When you say I'm sorry, you roll your eyes and you're walking away, that's not sincere. Sincerity. Build a great business is – Doing something real, being sincere. And that's, you know, that is how we cut through the clutter. That's how we build a business that where we don't have to become, we don't have to go to the dark side of marketing. I mean, they do it because it works. But at what cost? Man, I love having relationships with my customers, clients that, they pick up the phone and call me. When I see them at the restaurant or the store, The you know, I've had customers that would buy me a meal. I'd be eating out at, the, at, at one of the local restaurants, and one of my customers would buy, me, buy my hamburger for me. Man, nothing makes you feel better than that, that you have taken care of a customer, and they appreciate what you've done because you've been real. You've been sincere. You've under-promised and over-delivered. You've made them you, – you, you have worked hard to do good work for them. They appreciate it. Man, they see you out, and they buy you a meal. Man, that makes you feel great. That is building a real relationship. Building a customer relationship that can tolerate the downsides when we make mistakes, because we all do. That is how we build a customer relationship that works. And, you know, that's that's the secret to cutting through all this clutter because people are cynical, people are skeptical. And, but when we connect with them on a real basis and we make that real connection, you don't have to cut through anymore. All the other stuff, there's, companies are spending boatloads of money to inundate a market. We don't have to do that because we've done something real. And real is what we are. Man, when we're, you know. There are some strategies to what we share and what we don't share on a farm, you know, as far as social media, and we'll get into that at some point. I'm sure there's strategies to this, but at, at the core, man, we're trying to connect with people, trying to help real people solve their problems, whether it's they want to eat better or they want to feed a better quality hay to their horse or they're having a financial trouble and they're just – they're trying to keep, you know, they're trying to keep hay. Then they can't afford the, you know, the the, the, the big pretty bales of alfalfa, but they want something that's quality. They're, they can tell you about these things and you can help them work through these problems. Man, you've built a relationship. Or maybe you don't have a product for them, but you send them. The other day I had a guy, needed some hay, couldn't find what he was looking for. I didn't have what he was looking for, but you know what I did? I said, I don't know. I don't have that. But let me make a phone call. Called a guy down the road that I knew. Well, I guess I would call him a competitor, though he's not. I, I mean, he's, he, I wouldn't. I don't think that way, but I guess you would call him a competitive business. But I said, you know what? Call this guy down the road here. I think he can take care of you. But next year when you need it, call me back. I would love, love to be able to help you and take care of you. Being able to make those connections and do that in a real way, in a real way, is, man – that's the way to cut through the clutter and that's the way to build community and all these things that you hear about doing and there's how to do it. So with that, I'm going to get out of here. Good luck. God bless. Have a wonderful day and we'll catch you next week on the next one.